Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, May the 24th, 2021. We're continuing our study of the big book in the chapter, How It Works, the reading steps four through six on page 59. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Maura Z, 12 Traditions, Dara L, and readers of the text, Leon B, Marjo, and Kamrela G. The share ID for yesterday, Sunday's special edition, May 23rd, is 17001. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Linus. Maura Z, recovering in Virginia, 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you, Maura Z. And for the 12 traditions, Dara L. Please go ahead, Dara. 
Great. Thank you so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on, pub- on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Dara L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, How It Works, on page 59, and we're reading steps four through six. Leon B., could you start us off, please? Good morning. This is Leon B., gratefully recovered from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Made a searching and fearless moral four. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Um, I mean, this is where 
the rubber meets the road, four, five, and six. And this is where a an experienced sponsor is is was needed for me. Um, I remember um, it's been I've been recovering now for three years. I've been in the program for a long time um, since 2006. My recovery date is April 30th, 2018. Um, and those uh, 12 to 13 years that I was out there trying it on my own, I remember one or two times trying to make a go at it at step four and just could not comprehend what they were trying to get me to do and could not understand. I mean, I didn't even know what a column was or how to, how to, how to even label a column. And when I came back this time and I remember going through with my sponsor, went through the first three steps, we get to the fourth step and I learned how to do my fourth step from someone that was, very good at it. Um, they taught it very well, and we have all this technology now, and and tapes, and video, and YouTube, and 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 recordings. And I sat and I listened to this recording, and um, there are many recordings on it, but the one in particular that I, I listened to was um, someone that teaches on this line, Harlan. And I remember just sitting and listening and hitting pause and writing down those columns, hitting play, hitting pause, rewind, until I fully understood all of those headings. I went across the, the, each column and had a full explanation and definition of what of what each heading meant. And then when I went down the, the actual side and started writing down my resentments and went through my fears and went through my sex inventory, had a full understanding. Once I had that understanding, it took me all of three hours to get it all out, to get it on paper. And I remember that was, I started to feel this this release. I started to feel this um, neutrality um, occurring. Step five for me was, I, I wish I would have had it done with a recovered uh, um, old compulsive overeater. It was a b- good friend of mine who knew all about me. Because the whole time I'm giving my fifth step away, he kept trying to console me and tell me I was being too hard on myself. And, and I had to tell him, shut up, <laughs> please let me get this out. Um, but I do remember the promises of step five of having this new relationship with God, of being in this different headspace and this feeling with God. And there was such a, a release. And this was when I knew that I was, well, I felt that I was recovered, but wouldn't say it. But that's the step exactly when I when I gave it away. And I would say something that I've just noticed, and we read this, we read step five every day at the end of the meeting. We say, abandon yourself to God as you understand him, admit your faults to him and to others. And there's a reason why that um, that this big book repeats that because honesty, and it's one thing to admit it to yourself. There's no one around. There's another thing to admit it to, to God. Again, there's no one around. But when you have that other body, that other human being, that other understanding soul, whether you're doing a 10th step over the line or whether you're doing your fifth step, you're admitting your fault. It, it, this thing is about being honest. We cannot walk around keeping things to ourselves or texting things, or I can't walk around keeping things to myself or texting things to each other. I have to pick up the phone. I have to hear your voice. I have to say what is going on with me, and I tell you, there's some power in that. There is power in confession. And we're here to carry one another's burdens. You do not have to go at this thing alone. So we do a step five every day when we do a step 10. 
Um, and so I would tell anybody to don't don't hold this stuff in. Whatever's going on with you, recovered or unrecovered, pick up the phone and call your fellow. And I pass it that. Thank you, Leon B. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Thursday or Friday last week, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? This is Betty W. from Central New York. I would like to share. Melissa C. Polly D. Katie G. Okay, this is who I heard so far. We have Betty W., Melissa C., Polly D., Katie G. Anyone else? Okay, let's start with that lineup. Betty W., could you start us off, please, followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Betty. Good morning to you, and thank you for leading and recognizing me. And thank you all my friends who are on the line with me today and support my recovery. This is Betty W., a recovered compulsive eater from Fayetteville, New York, which is in central New York. Well, um, step four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves was the step that started me to relate in a loving way to my higher power, to other people in my life, and to myself. I was so intimidated to do step four because I never shared my real self. I used to present myself as being perfect. Of course, no one, everyone knew I wasn't perfect, but I didn't want anyone to know the real me because I thought I was so defective, and it mainly started with my eating disorder. And I thought no one knew about my eating problem, but of course my close friends and my family did. And I learned that once I got into program, that people were worried about me because of my eating and not eating, depending upon what phase of the disease I was in. So to share myself was so terrifying. And a friend in the program said to me, a friend I knew from meetings, he said, once you do this, you'll be just recognizing you're part of humanity. You're like all of us. You have strengths and weaknesses. And that was such a wonderful message for me because it gave me the power, well, the impetus really, and and, and um, the strength to, um, to share my fourth step with my sponsor. And I shared it. And it was such a relief, as I've heard other people say. And it was really a beautiful experience because I felt accepted and cared for and not criticized or rejected. And it was that was the beginning of my being able to share myself in intimate ways appropriately with people, little ways or big ways, depending upon what the relationship called for. And I, I got... So much closer uh, from that point on to my higher power, and so 
this step was such a gift for me, and so was my sponsor. And then when my sponsor said to me, I want, to, I want you to call someone else and share your fourth step, I was so horrified. <laughs> but that was a very good thing for me to do because, again, I was learning and taking the action she asked me to. And so, uh, you know, I w- and I'll just say one more thing. And I was not ready to have God remove all my defects of character. I thought, you know, I was afraid to let them go. But the more I worked the program and the more I had uh, my sponsors supported me, the more I was able to do that. And I know I still have my some of my character defects and that they will be removed in God's time. But they seem to lessen over time as long as I work my program. So thank you for listening. With that, I pass. Thank you, Betty W. Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Polly D. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. Um, Yeah, you know, like one of the things um, that really became really clear to me when I was doing my fourth step and, and, uh, you know, not the first time because the first time when I did it, it was just a list of all the things that everybody did to me. (laughs) It was like there was, I couldn't see my part anywhere. But really what happened was, um, you know, the, the, the last time I did it, um, or it wasn't even the last time because I've done more since then, but the time that it really, uh, that I took this program seriously, I began to see that I had, um, I had all these stories in my life, and whether they were real or imagined, and in each one of them, I kept playing the same role, right? And for me, it was like, you know, either a victim or, you know, like I had a certain certain roles and all my defects just caused me to keep playing this role over and over again. And it was like in giving it over in my fifth step, I saw like, you know, it's kind of like an episode of Law and Order, I say. It's like it's the same story over and over again. It's just different people. You just start casting different people, but it's the same central story. And that's what it was. And you know, and and step five was like where I truly began to understand true humility, because um, yeah, just saying it to myself, a solitary self appraisal insufficient, but having someone else look at it, and you know, step five that that principle that is humility, you know, for me, and it's seeing the truth. Like I love the definition I got from the AA twelve and twelve on step five. It's it's like seeing the truth about who I am with having a strong desire to do better, to become what God had intended. And that's what it was when I, you know, shared it with another person. I also stopped trying to sell myself so hard because I've also been on this, like, huge um, mission to try to get people, you know, to get people to like me, to get people to accept me, to get people to do what I want. And in order to do that, I was like the PR person for Melissa. I had to sell you on whatever it was I wanted you to buy. And step five was like, yeah, you know what? This thing that you're trying to sell, it's not so great, and it needs work. And step six, I could talk for three minutes. (laughs) I could talk for an hour on step six because saying that I'm willing is one thing, but the demonstration of my willingness it, it means like, okay, if you're really willing, then don't play that role again. You know, 
stop casting different people in that episode of Law and Order. Try a new show. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Polly D., it's your turn, followed by Katie G. Good morning, Polly. Hi, Hi, this is Polly D. calling in from Kentucky. Thank you. Grateful, compulsive, overeater. Um, So I wanted to talk about there's this expression where it's sick as our secrets. And I really liked, well, all the other shares, but especially the lead about the gift of confession. Um, And like him, I tried to do this on my own. I had a big book that was falling apart. I literally asked for my birthday back in September for another one because I was trying to do the 12 steps on my own in this program. I'm in another one, but in this one, I was trying to do them on my own. And especially for this step, I mean, it doesn't work in general, but for this step, what he mentioned, the lead today, that you need to, to, to look someone in the eye or, you know, over the phone or whatever and confess to a human being. There's just something so hard and so freeing about that, um, the gift of confession to another live human being. And, you know, that's really hard. That's, that, that takes so much courage. And it's just like, I mean, it reminds me of step one, that it, it's like it, we've got this runaway horse. We're on the runaway horse. We're headed towards a cliff, and we're afraid to drop the reins and let someone else take them. And those reins are going to be the, the body. Those reins are going to be God. But if we just drop the reins and let someone else help us, then God can work. But God cannot work until we drop those reins. And what I've learned, I've been uh, devoted to vision, this particular meeting since September. uh, And I've been in some other OA meetings. But anyway, that's another story. And I find that with steps four, five, and six, if I just allow someone else to help me, a sponsor who's, as he mentioned, you know, has been through it before us. Uh, recordings were so helpful for me. Just like he said, I listened to various recordings that were suggested by my sponsor. And that's what gives me the courage to look at myself and allow God through other people, this body, my sponsor, to help me. And it is so freeing. It's so terrifying, but it's so freeing. I just, I love step four and then five and then six. Um, and I just want to say something else before I, I'm quiet about step six, which is step six for me is a process. Um, like I, I wish that a magic wand were waved over me right after four or five. Um, but I, 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 I just like with the food, I had to like, have my fingers pried off of some of these character defects and it is a process of getting better and doing you know steps 10 and etc nightly review and all that it's 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 slowly it's a process for me of letting myself let go of my character defects so in my other program i read this morning that the 12 steps are closely linked to chain and i love that image because really in order to find the courage for step four I have to have done step three because in order to let go of the reins, I, I need to have trust. Time, please. 
God will pick up those reins and guide me. And if it's not God, then it's the body until I can believe that there is a God. Thank you very much. And I'm really grateful for the vision meeting that I've discovered kind of um, just in the last year. I pass. Thank you, Polly D. Katie G, it's your turn. Good morning, Katie. Hey, Lynn. Thanks for taking the meeting. Katie G, recovered compulsive eater in Boston. Yeah, I mean, four, five, and six, man, hold on to your seats because uh, I came into the rooms and I was badly beaten by the food and I thought if I just put it down, I would be all set. But this is a second surrender, right? We're on step two, we're about to hit step three, and we're talking about the work we're about to get into. And the second surrender is realizing that just being in a thin body or eating abstinent, weight and measured food doesn't mean anything, right? The second surrender is realizing that there are many barriers that come between me and God. And I know that there's a lot of debate and hot topic about how fast or how slow you go through this work. What I got to say to you is for me, I got to know this work. I got to be this work. I got to do this work in my DNA. Why? Because by the time I get to step 10, so for me yesterday, I was grump, I was a, a grumpy monkey, you know, and that is not okay living in a recovered state of mind. And so I got to know what are the tools that I learned in step four, five, and six. For me, if God is your sponsor, have at it. For me, step five of the AA 12 and 12 um, talks about how even the most spiritually minded people seek counsel from others. And I know that I cannot heal my sick mind with my sick mind. So I need to constantly be looking at, am I disturbed? Where am I resentful? Okay, what am I selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and afraid, right? Like it's got to be part of my DNA. So learn, I had to learn how to do this. And I had to learn how to do it like it was a new language, right? And then I'm learning myself, like into me I see. I'm learning all the things that I am not, when I, that I am when I don't have God with me, right? And admitted means to let in. I have spent my whole life not letting anything in. I've then spent it blocking you out with food and fear and control, Right. But I got to I got to let God in through my broken wounds. Um, you know, the other thing that's so healing about step four is learning things like, no, mm -mm, it wasn't my fault that I was abused growing up. But do you know what is my fault if I'm 42 and still blaming them? That is my fault. I am not a victim. Right. I'm not a victim. So it was very it's amazing how step five helps me differentiate the truth from the false. <clears throat> You know, in step six, again, there's a lot of dialogue. Do we do anything in step six? Do you rush through? Okay, I'm going to stay out of that because I don't really care. What I know today is that when I am hitting step 10, right, we're not there yet, but when I'm using these tools that I learned and studied, um, when I get to asking it, um, when I get to being ready to have God remove all these defects of character, I need to have contrary actions in my head. God, bridle my tongue. God, I cannot continue to nag my husband and, and stay recovered. God, help me. Show me how to be willing. Show me what to do instead of these old actions. So, you know, like I said, hang on to your seat because this is where the real work begins. And please learn it because this has to be who I am today. And please, God, help me do that for one more day without a pass. Thank you, Katie G. So for those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are continuing our study of the big book in the chapter, How It Works, page 59. 
We're reading and commenting on steps four through six. So the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared on Thursday or Friday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Linda Monty. Sarah R. from New York. Benita L. Georgia. Leah Okay, let me tell you who I did hear. Because I know at the beginning I missed a lot of people. I heard Barbara E., Sarah R., Anita L., and Leah S. There were some people at the beginning. Who did I miss, please? Yvonne T. Linda D. Great. Okay, I have our lineup. Thank you. I have Yvonne G., Barbara E., Sarah R., Anita L., Leah S., and Linda D. Good morning, Yvonne. Hi, this is Yvonne Tiaz and Tom from Sorry, I thought I I muted myself and they left. And um, when I did my step four, I let go of all my resentments. It was like my whole life in my head over and over, I obsessed about all the people that wronged me. And that's how I live my life. You know, I constantly obsessed about all these people that wronged me. And I felt so much self-pity. Poor Yvonne. She had a crappy childhood. Well, you know, so did a million other people, you know. I let go of my resentments, and I let go of my self-pity, and I've never been happier. So working my step four has been the greatest healing of my life because it was like this humongous weight was lifted off my shoulder. And I went from this person who lived in misery to this person who lives in happiness and joy every day. I'm so grateful for this meeting, and I thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Yvonne T. And Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Sarah R. Welcome, Barbara. Oh, welcome. What a wonderful meeting, and thank you for that powerful opening and for all the service you do. Well, acceptance of my powerlessness, of my allergy, I'm sorry, acceptance of my powerlessness, of my allergy to certain foods and behaviors, and the mental twist that sends me back to what was killing me, my insanity, was forgetting that I was delusional, that I could do it alone. And I couldn't do it alone. I tried so many times. So honestly, I was screwed unless I took my medicine, steps four through nine, and be willing to go to any length to get the access to the key that would unlock the door and let another person see the true me and then invite God into my life every single day and actually ask him if I could come into his life and perhaps have a cup of coffee coffee with him. I had to make a decision to turn to a power 
and be willing and humble every single day and to be honest with another person, an accountability person without reservation. What in my life could change? Well, the three changes were accept awareness, acceptance, and action. I, I was like the actor before, leading a double life. I was one thing for you and another thing for another because I wanted you to like me, and it didn't matter that I didn't know who I was. I had to, to decrease me and trust my God to increase me, to stop leading that double life I mentioned, to figure out what I wanted to be, and not just put on the mask and rip off the mask as I went on to another group of people, not knowing me at all, I, but I did know I was something unlovely and unlovable. And I knew I had to learn to stop doing some of those behaviors that were causing me to be the person I didn't, I knew God didn't want me. So I had to be willing to make the strenuous effort to face and be willing to be rid of the things that were blocking me. That's God's job. Food and my spiritual defects were causing me to be blocked. I had to look at my defect list, and my disease was very cunning, baffling, and willing. So it could convince me that a defect was really an asset when it wasn't. I had to worry, I had to avoid the problem of idolatry, making my sponsor my God. I had to avoid, thank you, making this wonderful program, my God. My God is something amorphous, and I just pray for the humility to do something important with my life. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Sarah R., followed by Anita L. Please go ahead, Sarah. Good morning. Is everyone able to hear me? Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah R. from New York. Um, hearing everyone shares, it's, it's funny. Cause, and, and this isn't specific to today. Hearing the shares, everyone's literally talking about me. Um, you know, this, this, this way I've been living my life that out of spite. It's interesting because <laughs> it's 50% hatred, anger, spite, and then the other 50% being so codependent and helping everyone else because if I can help everybody else, then I'll feel good. But if people don't take my help or if people are, if you know, if, if obviously being um, an addicted codependent person, you people won't accept it the way you, you want them to help it, right? So, you know, someone was talking about a second surrender before. Of course I could surrender to the food. <laughs> I'm an anorexic and an exercise bulimic. You want me to put down the food? Oh, girl, I'll show you. I could put down the food better than all of you, right? Starve myself down um, basically the size of a person in less than four months. I got that. But it's it's this... What, what's the, 
essence of, of who we are in program, right? This surrendering to a higher power. All these other things, this fight, as I mentioned, this codependency. And, you know, someone else was saying about, oh, poor me, I had such a terrible childhood. And poor me, I'm reliving the, the terrible things that happen every single day by not dealing with it. And, in, and But actually I am, right? If I can hate the doorman or if I could hate the guy on the road or if I could hate family members of mine or if I can really help myself. But you know what? Showing up to this program every single day, you know what it gives me? It gives me the opportunity to become the woman that I deserve to be. And it's funny because all of these other terrible character defects, right, the entire step four, is what essentially is, hel- is in my head, in my addictive addict of a brain, is, is helping me become the woman I think I deserve to come. But higher power and program allows me to become the woman I deserve to come. And that's, that's the distinction. And can I do this program by myself? <laughs> yeah, I don't need anyone. You think I have time to get on these meetings every day and all that? No, but that's the addict of the brain. That's, that's, that's what's keeping me sick every single day. That's what's keeping me from being great. You know, there's a definition of surviving versus being great. And, you know, for so long, just, just trying to survive. And I thought I was. I, I thought I was being exiting. Absolutely. I thought I was, I thought I was being great at life, but the, the truth was I was just a functioning addict. So thank you all for your shares. Thank you, mod- moderator. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sarah R. Vanita L., it's your turn, followed by Leah S. Please go ahead, Vanita. Yes, thank you for leading the meeting and thank you to every single soul that's on this line. Yes, I'm Vanita L. from Georgia. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater who's super grateful for vision for you. And I um, choose to share because I need to choose to participate and to belong. When I last did step four, it was, I've had resistance every time I've had to do step four. And my sponsor really, you know, just kept encouraging me on and giving me goals and deadlines, which definitely helped keep me going. And then I'm just amazed at the magic. I, I don't fully understand it, but when somebody else witnesses what I've written and my work, there is such a power there. And I learned this time, it was the first time I did a step four where I actually brought a picture of a person who's a higher power for me and had that there because I always kind of missed that part about step five being, um, you know, you telling it to God also. So obviously God hears it when I'm telling somebody else. But anyway, it was powerful for me to have that picture there. And step six, um, you know, I found my living amends and I put them on my 12-step clipboard now so I can um, keep reviewing those and being willing to turn them over because as I live and I interact with people and I stay abstinent, my character defects continually show themselves. And I'm so grateful that I see things that I never would have seen before. So um, 
thank you everybody for being here and I hope everybody has an abstinence day. Thanks. Thank you, Benita L. Leah S., it's your turn, followed by Linda D. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah S., recovered and extremely grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Um, When I came into the program, everybody was saying, there's a big cop out. Once you reach step four, everybody just, you know, forget it. This program is not for me. And why was that? Because I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid that if you ask me such personal questions, what does that have to do with my overeating? I could not understand that I was munching all the time because of my emotions. And I didn't know how to deal with them. And um, once I let go of that fear, this is so remarkable. Step two, I'm willing to believe and I'm willing to start trusting this higher power. It's got to work for me. It just got to work for me. And it's okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, step four was also uh, about bringing to the surface many things that I didn't even know that I did and that I was doing. And uh, I just thought it was natural. It was a natural reaction, but it was bringing it to the surface. And in step five, again, I wasn't being judged because my sponsor was so kind and so nice. And then in step six, it gave me the impetus. It gave me the um, it gave me the tools about wow. I just faced what I am, and here I am composing my own my own personal um, uh, 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 sort of prayer, if you will, or my own wish, if you will, that these things are the things that are leading me to the food these are the th- these are the emotions that are honestly leading me into the food and it is not hard because we don't do it perfectly we just do whatever we can and that's what we go with and as we go along with the steps we keep on perfecting ourselves as much as we are able to or as much as we are not able to. And that is all that God wants of us. He doesn't want, he doesn't want angels over here on this earth. <laughs> I'm no, certainly no way. No none of us are. Perfection is a myth. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Linda D., it's your turn. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. Recovered. So thrilled and grateful to be recovered in Connecticut. A while. I've been around a while. I think um, I know things today that I didn't know before I did a lot of step work. I've been in the program a really long time. And if you've been around, you know my story of wanting to hang myself from a timber in the cellar. Same cellar, same timber. Nope, just do laundry there. Well, that's not a joke. That's that's real, but it's irrelevant because it's today. It's not irrelevant, but 
my point is I woke up and what happened? I was human again today. Damn it. That means I don't know a lot if I'm if I have the right attitude. And I I have a little ritual. I ring my little bell that says, um, I can't, you can show me what you want. And I do it literally all day long. What do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? Because by doing that and by doing the steps according to the big book, I discovered something incredible that there is a fourth dimension and that it's filled with love, not criticism, not self-hatred, nothing. No traits that this disease calls up in a person or in my person. All the things, all the human traits that were all distorted are completely have to be removed and I cannot do that. I need a team of people. I need a tribe. It's ongoing. It's every day. But the point is, I reached something. My God, this thing is real. I call it God because that's like a really general good way to say it. I started by praying to the air. Really, I was an atheist, and I said, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. And uh, that got me nowhere until there was so much pain, and I did the work, and I do the work, and it's amazing. Or she is amazing, or he is amazing. This divine force is within me. It doesn't originate in me any more than in any one creation. But it's in all creations, and I know that. And on a good day, I really listen to it. I'm so grateful to know this because, again, today I woke up human, confused, with an opinion, and it always starts with, I'm not good enough. There it is, parading around. No, I am good enough. I was born special. Everybody was born special. And I'm going to find out just how special today by listening and doing what I'm told from inside. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Linda D. We have time for three more shares. Who would like that time? Oprah S. Sharon C. Mary Lou G. Perfect. There we go. Barbara S., Sharon C., and Mary Lou. Barbara S., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Barbara from New York. Very thankful to be here and for program. Uh, Step four helps me a lot. It was very difficult. But now I have to do, I'm looking for, well, somebody I know or recovered. I have to do a step. 10 uh, on something that's bothering me about someone and you know it's just in my brain in and out and um, I guess it's sort of like a step in the past I would have before program it just would have swallowed me it just would have I, 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 all I have to say is thank God for this program 
and uh, perhaps I'll ask my sponsor. I can't do a step 10 on this person that's in my brain on with too many people that are familiar with this person because that's breaking anonymity or I could just call them brain owner. I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but I'm, I'm very thankful for program for this meeting in the, in the morning. I know that God gets me up at least three, three or four days a week so I could hear so I could share, so I, so I could just be part of. Um, it's hard for me to be part of, be we. I've always been just me, not we, and I'm still working on that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Barbara S. Sharon C., it's your turn, followed by Mary Lou G. Good morning, Sharon. Press star one to unmute, Sharon. (laughs) This is Sharon C., recovered compulsive eater from Louisville, Kentucky. We need a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. That was the most humiliating thing I had ever done. Thank God I had a sponsor who didn't judge. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Again, I was thankful to have a sponsor whom I could say these things to and another human being who could listen to them as well and not reject me. We were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I have been already ready to have God remove these defects of character all my life. I just didn't know how to ask God to do it. I didn't know how to name the defect. But now I do, thanks to this program. And I have my defects of character and the goals printed out on a piece of paper sitting on my desk. And every day I pick one of them and I turn it over to God. And I try to do my best, my part, not to be isolating, for example, but to be social and outgoing. Not to be judgmental, but to be tolerant. And it goes, the list goes on. But my God is a forgiving God. And he takes care of me. And he loves me. And he brings me great joy. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sharon C. Mary Lou G. You'll be our last share this morning. Good morning, Mary Lou. Please press star one to unmute. I think I'm, I think, oh, there you are. Am I unmuted now? Oh, there I am. Thank you. You are. Yes, good, morning. good morning. Good morning. This is my first time sharing uh, on Visions. I've been listening for 
a number of months now, and I am just so grateful to be here. Um, these steps uh, where I am in them right now are just changing my life. Uh, listening to all of you has been, you know, such a gift. I am learning more and more every day, and I take notes every day, and I listen to everything all of you say. Um, I did a, a fourth step many, many years ago, and I did not experience the transformation in my life that I am now. And I haven't even started writing yet. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just being changed just by being here and uh, listening to all of you. And thank you so much for all the outreach calls that you have given to me. And today, I think, you know, I, I heard so much, but one thing in particular that stands out to me is this idea that I need to participate to begin to really feel like I belong, um, that I can be part of the we that we're talking about, that I can come to my own humanness and I can begin to embrace myself, uh, my true self, my real self um, as God wants me to be, and as I really want to be um, at this point, certainly in my life. So I just want to say how grateful I am to all of you, how grateful I am to all of these steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Lou G. Thank you to everyone who shared this morning, and thank you to Team Monday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning, Monday, May the 24th, is 17004. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Marge O. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Thank you. It's Marge O. Recovered in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.